Darkest Rico and I like it. <laughs> the taste of his crony lips. <laughs> Don't jump the shark. I'm Ross, and here's the Judge Dread to my evil twin, Grant. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, Ross, but we're actually clones of each other. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, I don't like the fact that we don't look anything alike, make you think <laughs> any otherwise, but uh, I guess that just leaves the question, which one of us is the evil clone? Oh, I'm the evil clone. Oh, no, it's me. <laughs> I don't know, because I've got a moustache and a beard. <laughs> that must make me double evil. So, here's what we do every week. We take a film that's good, up to a point, and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we've locked ourselves in the cursed earth. <laughs> the cursed earth! And studied the film separately so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark jumping moment. Okay Grant, so I've got a question for you. This, to me, was, was quite an obscure character. I didn't read that comic book and it wasn't one that was like freely available in newsagents or anything like that. The app, the I mean, I know there was people out there that read it. 2008 is still released every week now. I've never seen it in, in, <laughs> in the spa. <laughs> I'll tell you one you could probably get if you asked for it, though. But, <laughs> yeah, they've got it behind the counter. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a brown bag. <laughs> I'm going to have some Jugs Monthly, <laughs> over 40s porn, um, <laughs> women and dogs, and 2008, it's not for me, it's for the wife. <laughs> so the question is, which obscure cartoon character would you like to have seen get his own film or her own film? Or well, their own film if it was an inanimate object? Well, I'm going to stick to the word there and not have an inanimate object. I'm going to have it as a group of people. Okay. Do you mind? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I would go for another 2080 story, which is called Bad Company. Oh, yeah. And it's set on an alien world, and it's mutated soldiers, and like normal soldiers come there as rookies for the first time, and they slowly become adapted to the these battle-hardened soldiers who are fighting an enemy called the Krill. <laughs> the Krill. It's a bit like the Cursed Earth. <laughs> And there's just so, there's just a variety of really interesting characters within it. There's um, Thrax, whose speciality is uh, cutting people's throats. There's Tommy, who is under the mistaken belief that he's in World War One and speaks like a British soldier. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And uh, Kano is the boss, who's kind of half human and half cruel. All right. And in the sequel, he meets the the other half of him. Cool. And it's, it's the whole thing's talking about war and the way it can change you, and you see, you all see you see it through this character called Danny, who starts off as this green recruit and becomes his battle. He becomes part of Bad Company as much as the rest of them. Is it is it quite? You said it was two thousand AD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was it quite good because it was like a British like look at it as opposed to you know the stereotypical American look at. It. I don't think it was British because you do have the Tommy character which kind of yeah. places it in British but it's 
it's kind of stock characters that could be played by Americans. Right, so it's not a unique perspective or anything. No. Cool. Uh, I would quite like to see uh, a film adaptation of The Bash Street Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if you're an American listener and don't know who that is, I think you should look it up. Uh, DC Thompson uh, published Bino. Uh, and so a, a Dundee. group of school kids who with a variety <laughs> of personalities set in yeah. Dundee <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who would Brian Cox play then? <laughs> definitely the teacher <laughs> I could definitely see him in that what about you you know Ewan Bremner Spud from Trainspotting as Plug Who's, as Plug yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what I was thinking <laughs> and Rob Schneider as Schmiffy let's just get all the characters <laughs> from this film <laughs> I think Rob Schneider could play most of the people and desks in this film. <laughs> well, Smithy was just the stupid one, wasn't yeah, he? That's well. <laughs> so, we'll have a synopsis. Yes. Now, people may not know, but Grant's had uh, dental surgery, and uh, so not that long ago was talking like Sylvester Stallone. But I think that's too easy. I think I'd actually rather see you uh, struggle to do it as Rico. <laughs> okay. In a dystopian future, Dredd, the most famous judge of competence and future powers, is convicted for a crime he did not commit while his murderous counterpart escapes. <laughs> it really is an accent that goes all over the place, isn't it? <laughs> Just like his. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was a good impression. Right, so who are the perps in this film, Grant? Okay, so our first returner for this one, because yes. there's a few returners in this episode, uh-huh. Sylvester Stallone. I talked about Rocky the last time, so this time I'm going to talk about my second favourite Stallone performance, Tango and Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ray Tango, Gabriel Cash. It's <laughs> my Jack Palance. Uh, he, he also played Rambo. He did. My favourite recent role of his, and you'll like it too, because Kevin James is in it. Oh yeah. Zookeeper, he's in. Really? <laughs> he plays one of the animals. Are you mean serious? Oh, does he do the voice for it? He does the voice oh, for it. Oh, they talk in that film, don't they? Yeah. 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 He t- he, he, to be honest, though, he's taken enough human growth hormone that he could easily <laughs> fast for an ape. <laughs> so I thought that was just a set for a joke when you were saying <laughs> Next up is Arm- Armanda Sunday. <laughs> I'm Armanda Sunday. Not a very. I had a quick look at his uh, IMDb page. Not the most illustrious career before or after this, was it, really? American gangster, though. It's a long time after. Yeah. I like Fatal Instinct. No, I've seen Fatal Instinct. Yeah, it's a spoof of Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically plays the exact same gravelly-voiced character. <laughs> My least favourite performance of his is definitely Striptease. I See, love Striptease. He's in Striptease. He plays Al Garcia, oh, the yeah. Cuban cop, and I loved the Striptease book, and they ruined it. Sorry, I got Striptease and Sugar all mixed up in my head there. <laughs> I was like, was he the guy in that pool? <laughs> oh, this is one where Demi Moore gets naked. Uh, Diane Lane plays Judge Hershey Bar. <laughs> She's been in Hollywood Land, which is very good. I mm. recommend. Chaplin, also good. Recommend. Oh, sure. Jumper, don't no. recommend. No, 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 no. <laughs> and lastly, I think we've got to mention, as I will call him all throughout this episode, probably... Rob fucking Schneider. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. We thought a bit about Ryan Reynolds and his hilarious character names the last time. Rob Schneider's had a few crackers to <laughs> Reveal to us some of his terrible names. Well, I, I did make me laugh for 
literally four minutes when I found out he'd played Emotep in a, something called the Mummy Parody. <laughs> <laughs> but even more, he played a character called Rinky Dink Dink <laughs> in the Electric Piper. So we're we just going to call him <laughs> Rinky Dink from now on. Well, save your name choosing until I give the last oh, one. Oh. He played Elf Figgy Pudding <laughs> <laughs> in the film Elf Sparkle in the Special Red Dress. <laughs> also, I think we should also mention the fact that he did a sitcom where he marries a Mexican family. Yeah, you were telling me about this last night. <laughs> what was the sitcom called? It was called Rob. Oh, <laughs> it was no. a sitcom about the guests on Don't Drop the Shower because they're all called Rob as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Technical Career Grant? Director Danny Cannon. The best action name ever. <laughs> best porn name ever. <laughs> he did. He also did... I, <laughs> this is my favourite ever sentence. He also did... I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, an amazing film, Grant. Uh, I'm sure critically acclaimed as well as fans, you know. And for this next film I'm going to mention, I'd like to make a personal plea to Slim to come back and guest host for this film. What's Goal. Goal. <laughs> I'd love to do that. <laughs> uh, he did do one good film, though. He did Young Americans with Harvey Keitel right before this. This oh, kind of maybe destroyed his career, this this. Judge Red film. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Quite downhill after that. Well, this and I still know what you did last summer right after it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got some writers too. William Wisher Jr. <laughs> William Wisher. A Willy Wisher. <laughs> <laughs> the scary thing there is he's he's wishing for Junior Willies. <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wisher Jr. <laughs> That's an awesome name. He wrote Terminator 2! <laughs> he wrote Terminator 2 and he wrote this. He wrote 13th of Warrior with Antonio Banderas. That was... Nah. Okay. <laughs> he also worked on both the Exorcist sequels. If you want to watch the Rennie mm. Harlan one, if you want to watch the Paul Schrader one, he wrote both. Really? <laughs> yep. The, yeah, the, well, the prequel. Sorry, not so Oh, that one that came out not that long ago? Yeah, the one is The Beginning, which I think is Rennie Harling's one. Yeah, that's... And the other one is Dominion, which is Paul Schrader's one. Oh, right. No, I've seen the Paul Schrader one. I've seen The, I've seen the, the Beginning, though. It's a classic. see that in, in It's Edinburgh. just as good as Rennie Harling's recent output. <laughs> pretty, pretty terrible. We've also got some Stephen E. D'Souza. <laughs> that name rings a bell. Has he been Die Hard Two? Yes. <laughs> also, Beverly Hills Cop Three. <laughs> Flintstones. Which one? Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> the first one. Oh. Come on, come on. <laughs> Give him some credit. Give him some credit. <laughs> the man wrote Hudson Hawk. Give him some credit. <laughs> so shall we get into it? As William Wisher Jr. said to a Willie Wisher Jr. <laughs> Certainly, I should have been Willie Wisher Jr. said to somebody with a junior <laughs> Willie. <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. <laughs> Along with William Wisher Jr. <laughs> yeah. We'll see him there. He'll be in a different section, but he'll be there. Hey, isn't that William Wisher Jr.? <laughs> I mean, he must have gotten a lot of stick for that at school. <laughs> I think only if he'd grown up in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our parents are so proud of us. 
He hasn't used the guys that made this. I'll tell you about this joke we made. It's so funny. <laughs> he isn't the guys that made that Willy Wisher Junior joke. <laughs> That's why we're going to hell. <laughs> okay, right. Let's get it. So we start with some comic books. This informs us if we didn't know already. This was based on a comic book, doesn't it? And it's the last time it will be faithful to the comic. <laughs> Then right away a Star Wars type crawl. Yeah. Well, voiced by. I don't know. I don't know who's that. James Earl Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. Right enough. One of the I credits. think eight people who went uncredited in this film. Yeah. Including J- James Remar and the guy who played Pie Angel were both uncredited as well. Yeah. James Remar is the dad from Dexter. Yeah, they they use some phrases that I found quite interesting as well. That um. Do you like cursed earth? Cursed earth. <laughs> And the other one was uh, they've, they've grouped into several mega cities. But then later on I found out in the film, the film, the, the city's called Mega City. It's actually called Mega City 1. Is it? Yeah. Well, see, that was a joke I was going to make, and that would have been fine if they told us that. Mm-hmm. But um, no mention of it later on. You're just like, didn't they say that they were, they were all mega cities? Yeah. <laughs> As in there was more than one. But do you think that's just a like a colloquial term for it for your your place? It's like a shortened term. Oh yeah, mega city one. But we just call it mega city for sure. Because we, we live in the mega city. <laughs> we don't associate with those mega city two jokers. Because <laughs> that's it. Uh, mega city one is like say basically New York. All right. And mega city two is over Los LA, Angeles. Yeah, well, yeah, over LA side, and the cursed earth is everything in between. In between the... Although there's a bit in Texas, I think. Do they ever talk about other countries? Quite weird there's for a, a British thing we did not. Well, there's an Irish um, mega city. Yeah, because an Irish cop came over. I remember Judge Grice, I think it was, that came over, yeah. and he's got like a green and white judge's uniform. <laughs> it's amazing. Brilliant. Does he use a shillelagh instead of a lawmaker? <laughs> he uses a potato gun. <laughs> Unfortunately, because of the potato famine, <laughs> he's run out of bullets. Select potato. I'm afraid there are no potatoes. You can't grow potatoes in the cursed earth. <laughs> Another bit in this crawl which made me laugh. He's police jury and executioner, which just makes me think of the hot fuzz line. Judge Judy executioner. <laughs> I kind of got that. I mean, like, from not knowing the comics and not knowing the character at all, from that little crawl, I understood what was going on and stuff. Um, and it set, set enough of a scene that when it went into this next action scene, I knew what was going on. Cuts right here to the desert, doesn't it? And the desert being the cursed earth. Yeah. But you know what the cursed earth really reminds me of? Star Trek Five. Or Star Wars Four. No, no, especially <laughs> the way it's filmed, Star Trek V. Um, yeah. okay. I kept expecting Uhuru to jump out and do a fan <laughs> dance for us. It's not a film to watch a Blu-ray, by the way. <laughs> too much detail, too much detail. <laughs> the graphics aren't bad. You remember this first scene where you see everything kind of going on? In this first scene? Bad. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I maybe won't agree with that later on if you say it again. <laughs> no, no, yeah. For 1985, yeah. Not bad, actually, yeah. And who do we get introduced to here? Is this where we get introduced to Rinky Dink? <laughs> <laughs> Shrinky Dink. <laughs> Rob Schneider, or Fergie. So he's golden, this. Not yeah. from the Black Eyed Peas. 
No. <laughs> or the one that used to be married to Prince Andrew. Then I think you too much for that. It's the stupidest thing I've ever said. <laughs> Did you notice there was a, a separate credit for a uh, costume of Judge Dredd as opposed to costumes in general? Oh, the Versace. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, really? They <laughs> add a little touch to that, didn't they? Versace joined Sylvester Stallone in not having heard of this character before. <laughs> <laughs> so was it? How close was it to sort of the cartoon? Well, there's no cod piece <laughs> for a star. What about the high heels? <laughs> no, no, no platforms. No. In terms of look with a shoulder the eagle pads. of justice and the other shoulder pad, mm. that's quite accurate. And I quite like the helmet as well. The helmet looks quite good, I think. The only thing I thought about the helmet was it was it looked far too flimsy. Like, it looked like a bike helmet. Whereas, from what I've seen in the cartoon and stuff, it, it looks like a pretty sturdy helmet that would I think Carl Urban's character, uh, helmet in the new one looks a lot better. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was com- kind of comparing against. Lo- it more head. like a functional work outfit, what he's wearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his one looks like walking down a catwalk <laughs> in something designed by Gianni Versace. <laughs> it, looks, it reminds me... Um, do you remember Animal and Road Warrior? from the wrestling mm-hmm. that had the big shoulder pads <laughs> so it reminds me it's like too top heavy by the way did you notice that uh, the platform that, Miss, that uh, Rob Schneider was walking on was called Mr. T platform <laughs> <laughs> nice shout out to Rocky 3 there I'm guessing <laughs> must have been uh... <clears throat> this movie's visual style more than a tad influenced by Blade Runner. That's <laughs> very much later on when he's walking. Well, when, in this initial scene with the yeah, flying cars. Yeah. Oof. There was quite a lot of that. I didn't. I didn't. I'll admit. I didn't click on it now. But later on, there is a point. A point that will point out. It was just so ripped off from Blade Runner. Although I felt the buildings. I didn't really like the look of the buildings. I felt they looked too. Did you ever play with Meccano when you were a kid? Yeah. They were a bit too Meccano yeah. for me. <laughs> I prefer my future sets to look more like Lego, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here is Rob Schneider is being freed from his prison in the Cursed Earth, comes right back, gets assigned to go to this block in the middle of a block war. <laughs> yeah. By the way, block war suggests to me a war happening within a block or a block having a war with another block. Yeah. Not a block having a war with judges standing about on the pavement. <laughs> that would be more like a revolt, I would say. <laughs> Civil unrest, maybe? Not a block war. Because <laughs> we'll get Judge Hershey showing up here, don't we? Yeah. With a, with Rookie. <laughs> Unnamed Rookie. <laughs> I wonder if he will die. He's not even got a name. Judge Blank. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Ted Meat. <laughs> Did, did you hear the name of the block as well? No, I don't think I did. Abbott and Costello block. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like yeah. the I like the little the the the, the uh, line that's coming out of the recycle bot as it's going round. And it's saying it's it's good for the environment. It's okay for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Judge Rookie and Judge Hershey are not coping very well. So who shows up to help them? Well, they're, they're, they're pinned down by fire, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So so what do they need? They need somebody who knows the ballistic range of a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> somebody with bigger boots, a bigger ego, and a bigger codpiece. <laughs> Whenever you see it, though, I can't take my eyes off this codpiece. It's way bigger than it needs to be. They have this problem in a lot of films, though, Grant. 
in actual fact I think it was me the last time that was going in about Green Lantern's cock <laughs> do you think it was Willie Wisher Jr that came up with the cock <laughs> I think it could well have been <laughs> I don't like that he's got a loud hailer in his helmet. That doesn't make much sense to me. Where are the speakers from? Because <laughs> he's like, oh, I want you to stop the block war immediately. I am the law. <laughs> it's really quiptastic in this first little bit, isn't it? Like, I mean, it is, it's not lines. It's quotes. And Judge Dredd, well, he's kind of got no emotion at this bit, mainly. No. Which is the way it should be. Yeah, that's the kind of Let's remember that for later. And, well, the next scene, I think, is just there to show you the different settings on the gun. Because he's like, <laughs> ricochet round, and then he'll go Grenade. <laughs> grenade. <laughs> hey, why have I got a grenade round? I'm going to go for double whammy round. Do you think that's what he calls his codpiece? Double, double whammy. whammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really hate this bit, though. As you say, he knows that the gun's have a limited range yeah but if you actually look at where the guns are hitting it's when like a foot in front of them they're bouncing quite far he's really Chanted worked it. this out well <laughs> he must have one of those tapes that measures distance <laughs> he's got like a laser laser meter is that hey, so they go upstairs yeah. to kill James Remar who's the head of these block war mm. folks <laughs> yeah, the people that just dis- well, I mean, he, he already creates an alliance with the folk across the block, doesn't he? Yeah. So even if it was a block war, it's now changed. It's just civil unrest again. They decide to turn on the judges, <laughs> and uh, Judge Dredd goes in, shoots somebody in the first room with way more bullets than is needed. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fire seven hundred rounds into this guy. That I am the law. You're guilty. Oh, I am the law. Um, and then uh, Judge Rookie wants to get in any action. Yeah. Get, immediately gets killed. <laughs> He's By not doing that exactly the same thing that Judge Dredd just did. Yes. Yeah. Just bursting into a room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't you understand? The same trick doesn't work twice. <laughs> Silly rookie. You haven't earned your card piece. <laughs> well, there's a bit in the costume I've got a question about. See how they all have just the gold plates, like bars, on yeah. each shoulder? Why does he have an eagle on one of his? Well, most of the judges are supposed to. It's when they become a full judge, they get that. The Don't eagle. you say that later? No, because there's a bit where you actually... I'll talk about it later on. But you mug somebody... For the judge's costume, and then when he appears with that judge's costume on, it's got the eagle on it. It didn't have the eagle on it when he knocked them out. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it, every judge has the eagle in the comics. Every that's a full judge. Yeah. So it's just like because Hershey doesn't have a, an eagle, but she is a full judge. So why does she have the eagle? I don't know. Is it just but to she make must him be a, stand out? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> It's maybe in his contract. I want to be the only one that gets a cod piece this big and an eagle. <laughs> an eagle. <laughs> because Judge Hershey must be a full judge because she's training up a rookie. Yeah, and she defends uh, Judge Stred <laughs> later on. She does. <laughs> okay, so back to this bit. Um, where does Rob Schneider hide? Uh, in the, like, garbage. Wah, Ro- wah, wah, wah. Uh, and he's covered in spaghetti. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> With someone I mean, eating just, spaghetti in the middle of this block war. He just kind of climbed in. <laughs> yeah, I really want to better finish off the spaghetti. Judge Dredd's coming. 
So, <clears throat> we get that he's an impressive judge and everybody's scared of Just a, a point on Judge Hershey, by the way. Judge Hershey's supposed to have a bob. Is she? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just, I couldn't buy her at all because I was like, no, Judge Hershey needs a bob. <laughs> <laughs> she looks alright, though. She does, yeah. I mean, she looks attractive enough that you're like, right, oh, she's a lead-in female in this, this film. That's what you need in your female authority figures, Ross, you bloody sexist. <laughs> An attractive female. <laughs> Not a good actress, just an attractive one. So we get the judges council in the next bit with uh, Max von Sydow leading them as Judge Fargo. Uh, and who's the other guy that's German? Uh, Jürgen Prochnow. Oh, well, I'm assuming he's German from his accent. He is German, that's Jürgen yeah. Prochnow from Das Boot. Yeah. So we've got two Germans Who in this council. Please, Judge clearly going to turn it to evil <laughs> Sinestro <laughs> Judge Griffin that's Judge it Judge Griffin Judge Peter Griffin <laughs> and uh, the woman the older woman that's there is presumably meant to be Magruder who was another one of the chief justices is from the comic who went out to the cursed earth I'm calling it cursed earth deal with it <laughs> <laughs> She went out to the cursed earth and Dredd brought her back and when he brought her back like the radiation had mutated Dreamed her to it. a point where she had a beard now. Uh, of course, <laughs> that that's, be good... that's what happens when you get radiation poisoning. Yeah. You, you don't future radiation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, um, Das Boat and House of the Dead's Jürgen Proc <laughs> Is this, this is where he takes his helmet off, isn't it? Yeah, 16 minutes in. Is that... And I don't know much, but I seem to remember that being a major problem for That's most fans. Wrong, wrong, wrong. He didn't He'd take his never taken off, his helmet he? off once in the comics. Well, other than there was one story where he was in the cursed earth. Yeah. The, sorry, I'm doing it now. <laughs> the cursed earth, and um, he's been cast aside. Yeah. And, but he's the way they get around it is his face is all been burnt, so he's wearing bandages right. over that part of his face. Yeah. So that's the way they get around and you, But you can still see his eyes. Oh, there'd been a better way around it, this movie. <laughs> but then again, I suppose Stallone being cast as it, you wouldn't have wouldn't have signed on to that, would you? Uh, probably not. His ego no. is monumental. Which is, presu- I, I'm guessing the next bit was his idea as well, where when he, he goes to see Chief Justice Fargo, so Fargo can basically compliment him about 50 times. <laughs> Did Here's you see some compliments? <laughs> did you see when Fargo is there, which is Von Sydow? Mm-hmm. Did you see the way his eyes go? His mm-hmm. eyes go straight to the cod beast. <laughs> it's pretty blatant. He's like, what the fuck is going on down there? You're packing some heat, son. <laughs> <laughs> is that your lawmaker in your pants? And you have it, you see me? <laughs> they would call it that as well. Like, <laughs> this is my lawmaker. <laughs> It's interesting that a crusading journalist is portrayed as a bad guy, though, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, I forget the actor's name, but I know him as the dad in Gross Point Blank. This is after Rico gets bust out, is this? No, this is um, before that. You just get your first introduction to this crusading journalist. Just, so, just oh, yeah, enough for the judges yeah, yeah, to all kind of sneer at him and go, yeah. ugh, stupid <laughs> law-liker. <laughs> Trust him to be fair and unbiased. <laughs> Really, though, this guy's saying, you know, things aren't so great outside. You know, things aren't perfect in a society. He's not, he's not a political subversive, is he? It's not, it's not like he's, he's 
printing up flyers and making up lights. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> just pretty much reporting again. Yeah, so Fargo gives him some kind of speech about heroics and ethics that just completely washed over my head. And then we get our introduction to Rico. Well, Dredd uh, does seem quite unprincipled. Mm. And my impression from the comic was that he... Is the law. Is, yeah, <laughs> is like the maximum enforcement of the law, down to the letter. That but, wasn't an ironic saying. <laughs> he so, actually was the law. So why is he quite unprincipled in this? <laughs> like, he seems to just... For plot purposes. Go with the whims. Would you like me to tell you about Rico in the comics? Rico. Like the law. <laughs> Like the thing that used to convict Jersey gangsters. <laughs> Rico predicates, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Rico, uh, the true... I'll call it the true story. <laughs> uh, Rico was the very first George Shred story. As uh-huh. His... Like, I'd, I've seen all the plot to us coming because Rico is his clone brother. About, but that's but like Rico the first story. Is, yeah, Rico is starting to do... Act more like a mafia enforcer and take money off people and things like that. So Judge Dredd ends up taking him in oh, and arresting right. him. And I'm sure he ends up shooting him at the end of that as well. Yeah, because he does say he judged them. Hey, that's, that's what he says in the, comic, in the, in the film. And so that's a good story. That's, yeah. yeah you know, like, and it probably would be... It's probably worth pointing out as well that he's not, he wasn't Judge Rico, he was Judge Dredd. It was Joe and Rico Dread. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Because we do get introduced that his name, Judge Dredd's name is Joseph later yeah, on. Joe Dredd. So. Joey Dredd. <laughs> Willie Washer Jr. <laughs> judge Willie. <laughs> that is the equivalent, though, isn't it? Because he's not Judge Rico, he's Judge Dredd. He's just Rico Dredd. They don't mess any time in having Rico escape, though, do they? <laughs> One of the cool bits in this film, how cool is that little gun? When yeah. he pulls it out and he, he sees he's got the Rico badge. Which, it makes like a you gun said, out of like a camera or something. Yeah, it's it's cool. a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bit here I didn't like though is the, the other judges come in, like the, the stormtrooper yeah. from Star Wars looking judges. <laughs> and he's like hanging off the, the walkway. But he's not. He jumps up onto the walkway, so it's like, well, where was he? <laughs> Because you see him jumping up and grabbing onto the walkway and then climbing up the rest of the way. I was like, was he floating in midair? He's <laughs> just using his hoverboard. You know, it is the future, Grant. I found my jump the shark moment. <laughs> what was he grabbing onto in the scene? I love his voice, though. Do you love his voice? It's it's pretty mad. I'll give you that. It's as fast as Stallone's as slow as well. I am Rico and I'm doing evil lines all the time and I'm exploding into evilness. <laughs> Hey, why are you so evil, Rico? <laughs> I don't like it. Hey, you don't tell me what to do, Jotunator. I am evil. It is. It does get quicker, doesn't it? <laughs> so then we get lecture on dread, don't we? <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Dread. Or Dread is like Hugh from James Bond. <laughs> Here is the only equipment you will need, rookies. <laughs> He's wandering about in his judge's, I don't know, easy... <laughs> I don't know, it's some weird kind of judge's slacks. <laughs> yeah, leisure suit judge. <laughs> so he's, he's judge trackies. <laughs> and this is where he first starts to crack funnies as well. When It's when the bike, he shows them the bike and the bike doesn't work. He's like, the bike is supposed to work. Yeah, if you can get it to work. Uh, That's uh, yours if yeah, you can get it to yeah, work. If you can get it to work. Yeah. 
He cracked a funny. This this is the bit after this part where it looks a lot like Blade Runner because Armando San- Arsani is walking through like the the lowest level of the city and he's got a Mac on and it's like coming on rain mm-hmm. a little bit and he's got his hair like a little bit like Harrison Ford had it and he goes in to see like a scummy dealer that's like that to me I was just like this is Blade Runner this is, this is just Blade Runner completely ripped off <laughs> by the way you know at the start of the scene as well where he is, he's in the body bag and he shoots the guy yes <clears throat> yes how did he escaped. see through the body bag to shoot that guy <laughs> good shot Rico <laughs> he was just really mad at that bag <laughs> and he just happened to shoot a guy who was there as well and then uh, you've also got Stallone this is cutting in between Stallone and the co-ed locker room as well eh? yeah yeah ooh sexy <laughs> can I just comment on the lighting in this scene is it mostly on his crotch <laughs> no unsurprisingly <laughs> Yeah, I'd kind of like it if you lit my crotch, <laughs> Danny Cannon. Like my Danny Cannon. <laughs> like my lawmaker. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> no, it's... Um, do you remember when you would watch an old film noir and you would get your femme fatale character and the femme fatale would always be lit with her eyes as the main thing. Yeah, 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 with the kind of shadow... Slip, yeah. With the shadowed forehead, shadowed rest of face yeah. and body. That's the way Judge Dredd is lit in this scene. Oh, yes, it is, yeah. And he's talking to Judge Hershey, who's lit normally. <laughs> <laughs> so he is the sexual attraction in this picture. Well, this is when I first noticed that he's got blue eyes as well, because Stallone has brown eyes, I'm sure. Yeah, I, yeah. And definitely not as blue as those. Eye, has brown eyes as well, and they're both wearing contacts to make them look more like Max von Sydow. Yeah. Who's in the film for five minutes? Just change his eyes. Change his eyes. I wonder if it's because blue just stands out a bit more. That's the one. I mean, I, I think it's not something from the comics because he always had his eyes covered up. Yeah. <laughs> then we have Rico going in to see like a pawnbroker guy, don't we? And who's he played by? Do you know? I don't think I did know. He was that. British. Did you notice that? God blimey, he's a lovely yeah, yeah. I did notice that he was British. He is played by none other than... Strap yourself in for this news, because this is going to blow your mind. Ian Jury. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Hit me with your judging stick. (laughs) (laughs) Which he does in the next scene. He's like, yeah, you've been holding this thing for me. Yeah, I've not looked at it all this time. And then he... Just you take it. I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure there's not a gun inside. It's definitely not a judge's gun. And you're definitely not going to shoot me with it. Oh, you've shot me with it. Help yourself to my ABC warrior while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> which is another 2080 strip, the ABC warriors, which See, is a group of killer robots who were hired for different tasks. Oh, right. And Hammerstein, they've kind of got them right, but Is not that the quite. name of that one? Like? Yeah, Hammerstein is the name of that robot. I mean, it's pretty much the way it should look, yeah. except for the fact that it's got an extra helmet, which go, covers round the head... In the comic book. Yeah. Which, it seems like, to be honest, that they've taken that helmet and used it for Judge Dredd's codpiece. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty cool, though. Because like, that would have been before it would have been fully automated. So that would have been an actor in that as well. Or, like, you know, some amount of movement for the back. It does look pretty cool when it's sitting there all deactivated. You're like, that's a bitching robot. So the the film again tries to ratchet up the yucks in the next scene by having an idiot yuppie from Mega City One, an eighty style yuppie 
with his big fancy flying car, which gets blown up by That's Judge right, Dredd. Yeah. What did you catch his name? Uh, it was something ridiculous. Was it Danny Cannon? No. <laughs> was it Willie Washer you're, Jr.? <laughs> you're very nearly there, though. Is it Max Cannons? No, it's uh, Mr. Souza. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you really were very nearly there. <laughs> close, close. Nice in joke. And actually, if you look at Stephen D'Souza on IMDb, it actually does look quite like him. Sure, it wasn't played by D'Souza, no. I don't think so, because he was only about 50 when this film was made, and this oh, guy was... Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a very old picture of Stephen D'Souza that's in there. It's in black and white. <laughs> well, did you notice how easy it was for uh, Rico to hotwire that ABC warrior, by the way? It seems like it's pretty much like hot wire in a car. <laughs> it's like just find the two red wires, rub them together. You're you've reset that ABC warrior. <laughs> That's some pretty sophisticated robot machinery there. <laughs> some of the the Nazi judges in this scene storm in, eh? Like the black clad judges. The brown coats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the brown Because <laughs> it's we're coming very near to our film's crystal knack don't we so <laughs> when the judge dread in quotation marks kills our investigative reporter who wants to expose the terrible deeds that have been done by the, ju- the judges <laughs> yeah that evil evil journalist <laughs> and again the guy uses about 4,000 bullets to kill two people <laughs> it's the judge's way so th- we have the next scene, which I've uh, entitled "Who Judges the Judges." <laughs> For another little comic book point there. <laughs> and he starts to flirt with Hershey as well, doesn't he? During his trial. <laughs> During his trial, his murder trial. You're up for murder, <clears throat> but she's got pretty hot ass. <laughs> I quite, I do quite like the twist that everything's DNA coded. Although, surely the judges know that. <laughs> surely they said, "By the way, don't." pick up another judge's gun it might explode in your hand <laughs> just thought I'd mention that because well, that is what happens in the comics when you pick yeah. up someone's, a, judge's a judge's gun, gun. Is it will explode in your happens hand happens earlier on in the film the fact that it's DNA coded to dread though you know you, it's already clear that someone in the council is involved well isn't DNA like 90% similar for like siblings so I, I assumed that it was just kind of like that oh, like okay. it didn't really matter that it was Rico's gun that had been used because he had almost the same DNA. Oh, they assumed that they'd reprogrammed one of Dredd's guns for Rico. But I guess no, it makes more sense. <laughs> I think it's a bit simpler. <laughs> I do love the line from Stallone here, though. What's that? When they find him guilty. Is that when he makes his lunch order? Ham calls law! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't break the law. I am the law! <laughs> it just sounded like I ham calls law. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he seems to be wearing some kind of dress at this bed as well it's like a long flowing blue thing so he's changed out he's judge's trackies <laughs> and he's judge's nightgown <laughs> would you notice it's complete uh, plot convenience plot twist here though eh? yeah. I Chief Justice Fargo will retire and my last dying wish is for you to be lenient on Judge Dredd well, why, why not set him free <laughs> why is the corpse if, <laughs> yeah. if there are judges right who dispense judge, like jurisdiction that will why is there corpse in the first place yeah, and why is there trained barristers or anything like that surely some of the senior judges would just come right in and judge him yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was the point of judges but yeah instead of freeing him 
he says, you just be a bit more lenient and send him to this horrendous penal colony. <laughs> penal colony. <laughs> That's a Willie Washer, Washer Jr. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you notice they have the little, you know, they have the little talk in the the enclave, the judge's enclave, and they talk about the Janus program, which are pretty like... Janus. Well, yeah, which are probably like, what, like gen- Genesis, like, or genetics. So this, these are German guys tinkering with genetics. This isn't a good plot line. <laughs> well, Janus is not a... Oh, Janus is like, um, it's not the Roman god of creation. Or maybe, creation is that where like genetics and, comes from, maybe? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put a real fact into the podcast for a change. Oh my god, what are you trying to do? Educate people. <laughs> okay, so I'll make up for it now. <laughs> How about the bit where they take Judge Dredd's clothes off? Do you like that bit? Love it. <laughs> they just instantly tear, off, tear his clothes off as if they're like stripper clothes. There are so monkeys he's wearing, there. So he's just wearing like a judge vest. <laughs> there are people are designated the role of co- clothes stripper I think he wears like boxers with I am the law on them <laughs> touch my lawmaker baby <laughs> no entry Rob Schneider <laughs> we're talking about the, the scene where the senior judge gets put out to pasture yeah. almost like Spock in the, in the third uh, third Star Trek film and send them out into space Dead. <laughs> I mean, the second Star Trek film. I apologise, the second Star Trek film. They, they've condemned them to Star Trek Five. actually, I think I find. <laughs> Go and forever be in the desert planet that Shatner created. <laughs> how, <laughs> how hilarious is the picture of the young Dread and Rico? <laughs> Every time I see it, I couldn't... My laughter... Photoshop <laughs> edition 0.5. <laughs> that comes later on. <laughs> There's a lot of Photoshop 0.5 going on. We we have the bit where um, Senior Judge gets put out. Max Van Sydow gets put out. Mm. There's American flags flying there. Do they still have America? I thought it was just mega cities now. This is also where you find out the Griffin's the traitor as well, don't you? Yeah, and you see the betrayal is complete. Obviously, because he's German. And And this is Hollywood. (laughs) And there's the... the, Because they meet with Rico. Yeah, they do. I'm going to reopen the Janus project. <laughs> he does get a bit mad there, doesn't he? He, does. he says something about, like, I, want, I needed f- fear and betrayal or something, and he's like, I have fear, I have betrayal, I have hatred. I'm going to show them my Janus project. <laughs> it's just a couple of sentences of good. I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> and I bring you Janus. No, no, no. <laughs> so as Josh Trey gets sent out... <laughs> <laughs> we'll clone you again. <laughs> yeah. He gets sent out. Fucking wonderful. He bumps into Rob Schneider again, eh? How long was Rob Schneider in Holden? He sentenced him ages ago. <laughs> the guy just in a Holden pen that whole time. What do you think of Rob Schneider's impression of Stallone? Really good. Actually, one of the few bits the scene was uh, improvised. Maybe that's why people do like Schneider. Like why people put them in his put him in their films, as he can sometimes spark off a decent line. I don't. I don't. And then enjoy working with. I don't like how Adam Sandler seems to think that Rob Schneider can play every nationality on the planet. No, 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 that's not good. Because he can't. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can barely play American. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> struggles with American, let's be honest. Shall we stop for an intermission? Yeah. yeah. Before we get to the Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what role will Rob Schneider play that will make Hollywood explode in on itself? <laughs> <laughs> well... Are we talking about past films or, or upcoming films? Upcoming films. Oh, yeah. see, I, I retroactively cast them as uh, the bad German in Schindler's List. <laughs> you know, the one that like puts his gun on the balcony and just like shoots people? <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him, isn't it? What well, perspective? If they remade it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With him and that character. <laughs> Well, we've, we've actually mined a similar vein for our joke this time. <laughs> is it Holocausts? <laughs> it is. <laughs> we are sick. Because the, the, the film I, I thought that he might make, which would make Hollywood explode in itself, would be Juice Bigelow Auschwitz Gigolo. <laughs> the Juice spelled Juice Bigelow is J-E-W-S. <laughs> Juice <No>. Bigelow. <laughs> Juice Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to make that film Jeez, 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 I think him and Robin Williams to get, and maybe Eddie Murphy oh yeah that would destroy Hollywood <laughs> if it was a critical look like that would be amazing well we basically made the same film so we both win this game I think yeah so back to as you say, the Tuscan Raiders. Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> You'll uh, see some people holding things above their head and scrambling up deserty rocks. The Angels. Yeah. Hillbillies will be hillbillies. With Scotland's own Ewan Bremner. Apparently so. <laughs> so he told me before it started. Spud from Trainspotting. And who else? Herschel. Yeah, from The Walking Dead. Oh, my pa. <laughs> sitting on the toilet and yelled out. <laughs> today when I realised who it was it was stuck in my head I couldn't work out who it was uh, I love this cut here as well where it cuts to Hershey searching for Rico in the computer oh, and yeah. she can't access any files on him oh yeah. that's a bit weird cut to Stallone's glistening flesh in a, t- <laughs> in a tracking shot that takes about three minutes to go up his body <laughs> so the prisoners on the ship realise that he's a judge and one of them pulls a knife and does he stick it right in him? No, he just holds it above his throat till he can complete a line, something along the lines of like, screw you, judge, before he sticks it in. By which point Stallone's grabbed him and is wrestling it off him. And then the hillbillies shoot it down, don't they? Yeah, and then we get introduced to the whole gang because they introduce themselves yeah. before they kill him. <laughs> <Convenient>. <laughs> can I just say, this might seem like a geeky thing to say, but he's not mean, he's mean machine. Yeah. It's not mean angel, he's mean machine angel. Which they don't even call him machine at any point. Yeah, so that then you just really think... annoyed me. Yeah. I love it when Dredd calls them scumbags, though. Did you like that, man? <laughs> they are scumbags. You know what I like is the light bit where it flicks back to Herschel looking on the computer for Rico and it gives the disconnect noise. <laughs> it gives, like, you know, when the, somebody hangs up on you and it goes. Not Herschel, you're thinking of the guy with The Walking Dead. Got confused then. Hershey. I fully believe that Rob Schneider did have gonorrhea though. Which he says to put the cannibals off him. (laughs) There's religious cannibals. I forgot to mention they're cannibals. (laughs) Mean Machine does look weird though. 
I will give that because they've chopped half his half one arm off and given him like okay utensil dispenser on the other arm. I'll grant you, without context, Mean Machine is ridiculous. You don't know mm. why they've built them up like this, though. They say at one point that they needed to do it because of mm. the cursed earth. <laughs> In, in which case, why aren't they all like that? Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, thinking. Ian Brenner has a huge scar on his face. Couldn't he do some cybernetic jaw or something? You would have thought. I like how he's got like a cooker switch on the front of his forehead as well. <laughs> like, I'm setting up 220 degrees or Geth Mark 7. But why would you have a setting that go- turns them off? What is the point? <laughs> it's like what conveniently the leaving does... a remote in the room with James Bond. And how does that even work? Goes to sleep, I don't know. <laughs> but surely his brain is still human, partly. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the electrical current going through him probably wouldn't affect him in the slightest later. <laughs> yeah. So they, they have a bit of punch up, don't they? They get they their do. dukes. And, uh, they do indeed. They do some beating up. And uh, then, like you say, the stormtroopers come back in again. It's weird. Because they, they're looking to kill Dredd because they've realised by this point that Dredd hasn't got to where he was meant to go. I hate this bit though where, you know about where Pa attacks uh, Judge Hirsch, Judge Dredd? Vaguely. Um, Rob Schneider shouts, look out Judge Dredd! And then Pa puts his weapon up and then goes, Aah! and then runs out and it's like... <laughs> Just <laughs> kill him. Don't run screaming at him. It's like the bit with the knife. You just stab him. <laughs> just sneak up on him. I kind of thought this was... You know in those kind of late 80s, early 90s films where you had a big action hero like this? You always had like a big guy versus big guy fight. Mm-hmm. They actually had it recently when they'd done Fast Five and they had Vin Diesel and The Rock fighting. Mm-hmm. It was quite a cast back to like those 80s thing. I thought that was kind of like the thing with uh, Judge Dredd and Mean Machine. I was like, oh, is this the mandatory big guy versus a big guy fight? And it never really happened. <laughs> Just well, like a couple of different things. And then well, that the oldest it. character in the film comes to the rescue, Chief Justice Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets killed by... by mean Machine. Mean Machine, yeah. Who apparently has turned himself back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a sleep timer or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... Uh, when when Judge Griff, Griffin, no, that's not Judge Fargo. Griffin. Judge Fargo. Fargo. When uh, Judge Fargo uh, is dying, and and Judge Dredd goes up to him, we have a look. I am your father, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> I am your father, and Rico is your brother. Of <laughs> <laughs> Judge Dredd just going Rico, Rico. <laughs> A little bit of history. Then we see the picture for the second time. Yeah. The second hilarious laugh. (laughs) Because the picture's introduced earlier, and this time they're taking a picture apart saying, this picture isn't real. Yeah. Well, this is the one where we see uh, that the rest of the picture isn't real as well, don't we? Because actually what was in the background was a laboratory setting. Like, you take a picture of that and doctor it. (laughs) Is this maybe a good point to mention as well, is that I think there are misusing the word clone here. Yeah. <laughs> like, clone... If it was a clone, it would be another Stallone. Well, it would be another Judge... 
for the police called Fargo. Fargo. But you could believe that that's the younger version of them. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they then grow up to be Fargo. But they would both look the same if they're clones of him. Yeah, they're not twins, which is where it's getting a little bit mixed up. Like monozygotic and non-dizygotic twins, because then you would have like children that would look different but would st- still have the same like genes, which it isn't. I'm just saying, how much better clones. would this film have been if Stallone had played Both the evil tweeters? <laughs> but when he's Rico, he's got like his beard from the Expendables. <laughs> that would have been good. You're right. <laughs> or he just had a horrible scar. That would have yeah, been cool. That would have been good. I and crossed the beard. one eye and it was white. <laughs> <laughs> But you wouldn't be able to tell that in my version of this because his helmet would still be on. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just as an aside, mm. you know how he grabs the gun off the judge and then uses it forever, the huge gun of the judge that he kills? But that's not a judge. That's just like a random stormtrooper. But guy. no, they're, they're judges. They've got judge badges. Well, they've got those little three like gold bar things. Mm-hmm. But they don't, I don't think they're judge judges. <sighs> I know, which was stupid, because then you were like, I thought the judges were the top like level, of, they were the elite so, force. Yeah, so Th- these, There shouldn't be the army, these who guys. seem to come in and stormtroop the place. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have exploded on them. Yeah, he stops using And then uh, it becomes a bit like Star Wars Episode 3, when all go. the judges start to execute Order 66 and kill all the judges. <laughs> Actually, there's even more of that later on. Because when they're trying to get back into the city, where do they go in? The exhaust port. <laughs> the exhaust port for the whole city. That's where they go in. And the flying car scene. It's yeah. a big Star Wars episode too. I, see, my theory is that George Lucas watched this film and he was like, oh, this film's not very well thought of, so I'm going to take elements of it and reuse them so that people stop asking me about fucking Star Wars. <laughs> Do you think he actually wrote Star Wars like way back in 1995 and then just teased it out until he could get up to like, decent graphics? Well, episode one was 99, so... There you go. Only, <laughs> only four years later. Which actually, he just see wrote, Star Wars episode one is a He just wrote all, all three draft ones in 1985. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> After seeing this film... <laughs> This is the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> and if this is George Lucas's favourite film, that kind of explains a lot. What do you think of uh, Rob Schneider's joke? Ding dong, cursed earth pizza. <sighs> <laughs> this is where his, his uh, improvisation starts to grind on me. <laughs> it always, there's a, quite a few groaners at this business. <laughs> there is, there's a lot. The, the back and forth between Schneider and uh, Stallone when they're outside the exhaust port about to go in actually isn't too bad. Like, because there isn't one-liners there for Schneider to say. It's as soon as they enter this exhaust port from the rest of the film, I think the rest of this film is quite terrible, to be honest. <laughs> Don't give away things. <laughs> That's not my jump the shark. Right. That's just, I think, the, film, the moment in the film where... It takes a big dive at this point. The writing really takes a dive. Yeah. Well, all the all the pieces are set on the board for the end of the game, aren't they? You know the bit where they're running with the fire behind them? Mm-hmm. Rob Schneider falls. Yeah. Looks up. Judge Dredd, help! Just get up! <laughs> Just get up and start running! Don't shout! <laughs> you would have been a good army commander, right? <laughs> Not 
why why does he shout? Why doesn't he just get up and start running? Cause what can Judge Dredd do? Because he's Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they fall down and he's like, oh, I'm alive. Oh, so are you. And another groaner. <laughs> you saved your life, <laughs> you cheeky fuck. <laughs> you were pleading with him to save your life a second ago. <laughs> yeah, and then he, like Judge Dredd, that's his bit where Judge Dredd takes the guy's uniform. Yeah. And Rob Schneider's like, oh, I'm going to leave you two guys alone. Hilarious rape joke. <laughs> <laughs> Done a lot better in um, First Naked Gun. Yeah. <laughs> this is stripping off the umpire's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the bit where he steals the, the uniform off the guy and it, it doesn't have the ego on his shoulder. And then when he appears in the next scene, it does have the ego on his shoulder. So the next bit here is... Um, Rico kills all the other justice panel or whatever they are. All the other chief justices. He kills Magruder. He kills everyone except after Griffin. after they unlock the the Janus program. Yeah, he Janus. <laughs> J Anus from Janus. Janus. <laughs> That's in the woman's name. <laughs> Samantha Janus. Um, the Star of Breeders. I've seen that film. Okay, so I can I get Rico's plan in this bit. Yeah. He's killing all the other Chief Justices no one can stand in his way of reopening the Janus Project. Why does Griffin want the, the Janus Project reopened? Well, d- does he not want it opened so that he would have like an army of loyal judges who he could command? He is the Chief Justice in charge of all the judges. He kills judges <laughs> and bring to bring in some new judges. Maybe he wanted like lackeys who could just tell exactly what to do. But the judges seem to do that. <laughs> Pretty much. <yeah. laughs> Here's the chief judge after all. That's their job is to do what he says. <laughs> He's in charge. They have to do what he says. So what is his end game? It's not like he's crazy either. And he's just like no. an anarchist. He wants the end of the world. It's just another example of Hollywood being like, oh, he's German. He's going to want to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, line them all up in the gas chambers, Jürgen. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Dredd gets the uniform, but it's recognised and then gets started shot by the Black Stormtrooper army, judges, whatever they are. Uh, yeah. But he is shooting and killing them. Yes. <laughs> Those people who are just doing their job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tracking down a wanted criminal. Yeah. Escaped wanted criminal. <laughs> yeah. We did get a little payoff for the bike joke earlier, though, don't we? Is this where they jump on the bike and it actually works for change? No. No. Because what does he do to make it work? Oh, he, he beats it. He fonzies it in a life. <laughs> Which, you know, this thing, actually, you know, since cartridge games have kind of gone the way of the, the dinosaur and tube TVs have gone the way of the dinosaur, there's nothing that you hit actually anymore to get it to work. You know, you don't hit the top of your LCD TV when it's not working great, is it? I was playing Streets of Rage 2 earlier, actually. Yeah. <laughs> On a Mega Drive? <laughs> or was it an SNES? I was playing it on the 360, actually. <laughs> see? See? You couldn't hit a 360 and it would work. <laughs> if no, you hit a 360... You'd just give it the red rings of death. <laughs> <laughs> the disc would jump and it would just get chewed up by the rest of the machine. That does make me sad, though. This um, flying sequence with the flying cars... Where Rob Schneider shots. shits himself. Yes. That's amazing. I was so happy he shot himself. <laughs> You may want to change the sheet or wash the sheet seat. Wash the seat. Uh, no, we don't have time for that, Rob. <laughs> Can you do that in your own time, please? <laughs> As a manager once said to me when I took a poo at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. 
<laughs> well, to be fair, we were working in a DIY store at the time. That's pretty pressurised work, isn't it? <laughs> that you need to be on and call I, at all times. And I wasn't in the toilet. I was just in an aisle. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I hate this scene, though. The flying cars. Technology has not reached the point where this sort of scene is possible yet. So, did we next go to Droid's apartment? Where Judge Hershey is. Hanging out in his apartment. <laughs> We've not been introduced to his apartment before. It's not like we're meant to instantly assume that this well, is his apartment. No, that's, that's not true, because she's been... No, no, she actually went to his locker to get the picture, didn't she? But she did go his apartment to unlock it, as we saw later on. Yeah. But it just doesn't make sense. She's been hanging out in his apartment for three weeks. <laughs> It wasn't as if we were introduced to earlier on and then when you go back to it we're like, oh, this is his apartment. Which is like, he makes no reference to it. So did they just break into somebody's house? I don't know. I love the bit though where she's like, oh, 108 judges have been killed. It's like, yeah, you can add another 20 of that that Judge Dredd have killed. <laughs> Innocent civilians. <laughs> I do like the bit where um, we Rico in the DNA chamber place though. Do you remember this bit? Where he, goes, he puts his arm in the machine so that it takes the DNA sample and he says, Central, take this DNA sample now! <laughs> it's but, just such a bizarre delivery. Like, why pick those ones to shout? Rico putting DNA in the machine. I mean, these jokes write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's much more easy ways to do this, Rico, let's be honest. What do you think of his outfit this bit as well? Did you notice it? Him? Yeah, Rico. No. It's weird as well because it's only for this one scene because when Judge Dredd shows up later he's, he's back to different. yeah what's he wearing? he's wearing like a dancer's top so like it's, oh yeah it's like, he's, he's got a quite hefty bit of man cleavage going on <laughs> and like the girl the who we don't think we've even mentioned but there's no. an Asian girl that's kind of yeah, helping yeah. him but she but isn't at the, the start they're um, they're wearing a, they're the same top yeah basically like it's cut off to show off his chest. Boobs in any and male lot, or female... Thing. A lot of his shoulders as well. Mm. It's very weird. It's like he's just come from a ballet class. <laughs> Maybe he did. That's how he stays in shape. Oh, I'm just back from the ballet class. <laughs> I like to stay in shape. <laughs> he's a triple threat. He can act, sing and dance like a bitch. <laughs> I can dance like a bitch. <laughs> Does it annoy you that they mention a microwave? Rob Schneider mentions a microwave in this next scene. Because I'm thinking, if this is like in the third... Century, is it third century or third yeah, millennia? Yeah, Some whatever. It's like a year starting with three. They still the most advanced cooking method they have is a microwave, which Rob Schneider can fix. <laughs> it's not even a good microwave. Did I come at a bad time? He says as well because there's some sexual tension with Dread and Hershey. That's right. Like his rape joke earlier on. Yeah. Did I come at a bad time? Did he say that? <laughs> to die Willy Washer Jr. at first <laughs> I've changed his name yeah. from being Willy Wisher to Willy Washer they work out <laughs> Willy Washer <laughs> they work out that Rico is in the Statue of Liberty they're like oh yeah I, I never even understood where they got that from I only understood that at the end I just knew that no there's a was... there's a throwaway line basically saying oh it must be in the Statue of Liberty oh, or something yeah, and um, they're like oh yeah because they moved and Hershey's like, yeah, because they moved the Statue of Liberty to this block. And it's like, how pretty tell does one move a Statue of Liberty? <laughs> it is that far in the future. They haven't mastered microwaves, but they, they have moved statues. That kind of gives you the clue, though, that it's in New York, doesn't it? Because that wasn't, that wasn't explicitly mentioned earlier on. 
But then I wasn't sure if it was like, you know, Vegas. Could it be Vegas where they have that like little Statue of Liberty? No, it's specifically supposed to be New York. Yeah, but you never knew that. They could have said that at start. Yeah. <laughs> One of these is they could have shown it's New York. Yeah, it's built on top of the old New York because yeah. it has got the old New York underneath it. Yeah. But um like a future armor. But um <laughs> Jurgen Prop, dear, for this next bit, I'd like to make a personal plea. <laughs> dear Jurgen Prop, dear Jurgen Prop, now, if you're going to kill Rico, do not announce you're going to shoot him. Just merely shoot him. Then you can discuss how you're going to shoot him later. Because he makes the classic bad guy mistake here, doesn't he? He does. He does. Explain the whole plan. <laughs> As um, I've mentioned this before, haven't I? They're good, the bad, and the ugly. Don't oh talk. Shoot! I don't think you Yeah, Eli Wallach says that, that in that film. Yeah. But the guy's, he's got a gun under the bath and he shoots the guy and that's what he says to him. Don't talk! Shoot! It's <laughs> great. I love that. It's one of my favourite bits in cinema. Did you notice the little Asian woman that was helping him? Like, at the start, she's, like, disgusted by his plan. Yeah. And then two minutes later, she's, like, completely turned on and is wearing, like, some kind of negligee bedrobe thing. <laughs> Can't tell she sees him in there. She sees him doing his full ballet performance. <laughs> this guy's got a sense of side. He'd actually performed the film Nutcracker before. <laughs> and then she was like, I am now on your side. <laughs> Can I just, at this point, mention who Rob Schneider's character is based on in the Go comics? An eight foot tall inhabitant of the Cursed Earth that helped. There's a, a, a series of Judge Dredd where a Chief Justice takes over called Cal, who's based on Caligula, I think. Uh-huh. And he becomes absolutely insane and makes like a a a, a fishy's number to Chief Justice. It's <laughs> okay. enacting all these crazy laws. Does it have little shoulder pads? <laughs> and Dread gets sent to the curse the cursed earth and comes back with Magruder and Fergie, who is this eight foot tall person from the cursed earth. And the whole point of it is, you know, people have judged this this kind of non thinking being yeah. as just being really stupid, and he helps them out. And dies a hero. Alright. Eight foot tall. <laughs> four foot four tall. Foot Schneider's <laughs> Not really the same, is it? Yeah, yeah. They have a terrible send in the clowns joke here, don't they? Send in the clones! <laughs> send in <laughs> the clones. <laughs> <laughs> You've also got the Asian girl says to um, Dredd and Rico. Oh, you two look alike. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not a month of Sundays, hen. <laughs> Do you notice that Rico's hair's grown a lot as well since that earlier scene that you were talking about where it's like Blade Runner yeah, he's got like a crew cut yeah, yeah. and now he's got slick back hair. Yeah. I, could, I could imagine there's quite a few maybe weeks between these getting filmed. <laughs> I love this though when, because um, Rico basically holds the gun to Judge Dredd and Judge Dredd is standing there as he explains his plan to him. <laughs> Classic bad guy moment. Yeah. But did you notice the way Judge Dredd's standing? He's standing with legs as far as apart as you could possibly have them. Is this weird? And arms out so that, like, if you were standing like that for more than a minute, it would be very uncomfortable. It's like he's trying to fit a cardio workout into this being held hostage. Isn't this also weird? Judge uh, Dredd's standing a step down. From Rico. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that at one point? So Rico stands like looks massive compared to Stallone. I'm surprised they agreed to that. Yeah, I know. Another one of my favourite bits here is the... Uh, is, it, is it where he shouts, I am the blah! <laughs> Again. 
No, nearly. <laughs> I like the bit where Rico, in reply, says, <laughs> Come on, Rico, just do it. Just kill him. <laughs> so we have Schneider hacks. Yeah, Hammerstein. The Hammerstein, robot. yeah. And sends him in. So he obviously is very easy to reprogram. <laughs> If he can do it, yeah. He gets some hero music as well. Yeah, because he's been shot before, Grant. I mean, come on. And then we have a cat fight as well, because there's a mandatory amount of people in that room that they've got to fight. So Rob Schneider gets to fight a robot and a woman. Like uh, Judge Hershey's quip at this bit? I can't remember what one is it. The the other woman says to her, bitch, and she says, judge, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a badge made up with that on (laughs) it. And I'm not sure what happens, but the lab starts exploding. <laughs> it just seems to randomly start exploding. My note is that this is a bit, a bit of a mixture of the end of Demolition Man, where yes. they have the fight. Which and, also has Rob Schneider in it. And the start of the Matrix. You know, when they start coming out, the clones start coming out the pods. Well, not clones, but the Do people. You know the we're watching it with George Lucas. <laughs> and whoever directed Demolition Man. <laughs> I do like Demolition Man, though. Demolition Man's a lot better than this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's it's got a lot less Rob Schneider in it for a start. Yeah, a lot more Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. Simon Says. You know my favourite bit in that film? What? It's when he walks into the museum that's full of like guns from the past yeah. and things like that. And he just grabs one of the civilians and slams them <laughs> in the exhibition. Right. To break the thing again. Yeah, that's right. No, no, he, he doesn't... It's not the one he uses to break the thing. It just smacks this guy to get rid of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that film soon. I love that. Uh, yeah, and then it, all of a sudden it becomes the end of Die Hard, where Judge Dredd's suddenly on the end of a ledge. Yeah. <laughs> and Rico's above him. He just kind of does the same trick, doesn't he? <laughs> just gives a hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he flips dri- like right over his head. Yeah. Oh, While nice holding easy. on with. With his whole weight with the other hand. <laughs> well, that's why he was doing that cardio workout earlier on. He knew it was, <laughs> gonna... <laughs> knew it was going to have to come to something big. That move really needs the cooperation of Flippy <laughs> to work. <laughs> Rico's like, oh, I'm sick of it all. <laughs> it has a very cheesy end, though, isn't it? You knew it was going to happen. And, and the bit where Herschel comes up and like pulls... Hershey, sorry. I keep saying that. Hershey comes up and uh, pulls him up. I love that though. My, f- my favourite line from the end from Rico as he's doing his bad guy spiel to Dread as they're shooting each other is, uh, I charge you of being guilty. Oh, now he's Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> he's what does he say? I, ch- I charge you with being guilty of wanting to be human when we could have been gods. <laughs> Which fits in with the Janus program, I suppose. <laughs> so that's it. That's the end. Credits. Well, no, it's. Um, they, they say no, um, no, no, every, that's, that's single, every single <laughs> senior judge has been killed. Our city is going to be absolute chaos. Judge Dredd, would you please help us by becoming Chief Justice? We don't have any. We literally don't have anyone else. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> no, I am not going to do that. I'm a street judge. And then like he drives away as they all applaud and cheer and sing a merry tune. And what else does he do? Which is completely out of the character of Judge Dredd. Get, get some meadow. <laughs> no, I don't know. Has a big smooch with Judge Hershey. Yeah. I kind of thought that relationship could have went on for very long if that was one film and <laughs> they got together. No, no, no. I had to get in the comic book. That was a long run. Then as he's 
riding up. No, there's no love in the Judge Dread world. No, but as a long run of friendship. So yeah, there, and there's no him riding away, smile with a big grin on his face as well. I kissed a girl for the first time, <laughs> and I liked it. <laughs> the Dread song, performed by the Cure. <laughs> <laughs> Not who I would have guessed. No, that is pretty damn awful. That's pretty damn mid nineties awful. Did you notice it was all made in uh, Shepperton Studios? I did. Oh, I didn't realize that. Did you know Danny Cannon was a huge fan of the comics and had written it in the two thousand AD when he was a youth with no? a, like a Judge Dread movie poster which really? they printed. And then he got to do Judge Red one day with Stallone on one side going, Hey, I want to be doing jokes like Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, yeah, that's okay. I want to take my helmet off. I want to be smooching with Hershey. Do you think Stallone was the big helmet taken off? Or like the one that pioneered it being like yes. inside 16 minutes? Yes. Because mm, yeah. he would have had the power to make it the other way if he wanted to. Yeah, to stick to the At camp. that point in his career. Well, who knows, actually. 95 <laughs> did you see that though like as comic book films have kind of gone on you know it's the ones that are really successful are the ones that are sticking closer to the source material and the reason the source material was successful mm-hmm. like the Batman films that just came out you mean why Green Lantern was pish as well <laughs> yeah yeah totally and why some of the earlier Batmans were kind of enough as well you know Batman and Robin especially look at compared to the Robin that was in the new one speaking of Batman and Robin have I told you this before that uh Stallone fired his agent because he never got the part of Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin. <laughs> should have been thanking him. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's okay with um, Schwarzenegger being in his new film, you know, The Expendables 2. He's like, yeah, you, t- you took that bullet in Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. Okay. So do you have a jump the shark moment? No. <laughs> this film's just too yeah, good. <laughs> it, was, it was very enjoyable, I will say, for it being 1995 and it kind of not being it's a film that I knew it, anything about. As pish as it is, it's, it's hugely enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's a film that you could definitely go and watch. I wouldn't, wouldn't subscribe to not watching it again. My jump the shark moment is when the plane crashes on the way to the jail. I felt there was, there was no reason for it. I understood that. Maybe as a fan of the comic books, Danny Cannon wanted to have the Angel Family in it because the Angel Family are in the comic books, is that right? Mm, yeah. yeah. And um, Mean Machine, probably a character they quite wanted to get in there. I, I guess it's it's just it's something to get him back to Mega City One. Yeah. Isn't it? Why couldn't he have went to jail? Which we've seen all this. We've seen the Outsider. You know, we've seen Aspen. We could have had Schneider actually play a role of. Well, I've been here before. I can. You know, shepherd you through some of the stuff that's going to happen. It could have been like Star Trek Six, where and Kirk and McCoy and that Klingon <laughs> rear Fenty. And then they could have came up against the Angel family in the prison, and then once everything happened back in uh, Mega City, they could have been called back or or commandeered the vessel. That would have been much more interesting than just a banal fight in a cave. That was that. That's what I'm saying. That big guy versus a big guy fight that you that you kind of assumed was going to happen between Mean Machine and Stallone. That's cheesy '80s action movie. Mm. Whereas by this point, it's 1995. They kind of moved away from that, and a lot of the aspects of this Stallone performance, apart from that part where they were like, "Let's just have a fight for the sake of having a fight." No, why don't you have a little bit of character growth where he goes to prison and realizes that the law that he's been dispensing maybe isn't as good as he thought it was. You know, when he meets all the people that he'd done wrong, that would have been a bit of character progression. Instead, we'd just have him fighting some hillbillies in a cave. 
So that's my jump for shark. What about you, Grant? What about you? Well, my one is when the plane gets shot down as well, but it's yeah. not... If I've kind of taken it in a slightly different direction from you. Because yeah. my specific moment is when the black stormtrooper type judge soldier thing <laughs> shows up and kills the pilot. Because the pilot's there, the pilot's a witness to the whole thing. And the guy's like, I'm not sure if I should kill the pilot. And they're like, kill him. Because Judge Dredd is not a straight out action film. What Judge Dredd was intended to be was a satire on American values. Specifically, mm. blindly following orders, their obsessions with guns. The Constitution. Constitution, exactly. Yeah. And this was the perfect point to start making that point and having satire. Yeah. But they chose to go in a completely different direction from this point. <laughs> like They could have started that here and saying, okay, we're just following orders and made a big thing about that and taken this forward as a theme. Yeah, but it's just, just following orders. It's just dropped from this point. And instead they go for, what they go for is like data on the next generation, <laughs> learning how to have emotions. Emotion, Chip. <laughs> Which is, that is just a terrible idea. Yeah, you're right. How about a bit more satire and plot? <laughs> so looking forward to the new Judge Dread film? I really like Carol Urban actually. I like Carol Urban. Judging by the previews, they're doing it properly this time. Do you, do you agree with Bob's view? Which I kind of thought as well from the trailer, which was... Looks like the raid. It does look like the raid. There's <laughs> <laughs> only 36 floors this time. <laughs> and the bad guys are right on the second or third floor. <laughs> it does look like it's a proper block war, though. Rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. It looks like... I don't think it's Judge Hershey they've gone for this time, because the girl's got blonde hair, which presumably is Judge Anderson who's from the PSI division, which is like the psychic judges. Oh, yeah, cool. That'll be cool. I, I quite like forward to that. I mean, it looks like they've definitely stuck a bit closer to the, the source material. And like we were saying earlier, I think those are more of the successful films. Well, Greencap suggested we do this. And he made a really good point as well, is that, you know, they have fallen into this real trap that comic book movies do, which is, you know, they've got however many years to go back on yeah. successful storylines and yeah. they decide to do their own one <laughs> <laughs> or just like a stock storyline yeah and this together. one is just you know someone getting framed yeah and one they could have gone for which would have been an amazing film is uh, an alternative dimension when the judge there is called Judge Death mm. And if he he can come and he can kill people just by touching them and things like that, and Judge Dredd's got to capture him and take him back to. Is that Dredd versus Death? Yeah. Yeah. And he has like there's like Judge Pestilence, Judge Fire, and all that as well with him. That would have been a lot better. I think you would maybe have to have one film first at least, though, to cement that character before you went on to that, wouldn't you? I don't think you get those opportunities these days, though. Especially not back then. Superhero Not film. back then, no. But that's what I'm saying now. If You'd have been just as well leading with your A storylines yeah. rather than just having a completely generic, stupid storyline like they did in this film. They said it really failed to find a fan base, the, the original it, film. It alienated the existing fan base, which was huge. Yeah. So do you reckon this one... As soon as people seen him taking the helmet off in the previews, they were like, I'm not going to see this film. <laughs> It's a very, very stupid manoeuvre. 
I've got to admit, I did the same with Max Payne. I was a big fan of the Max Payne video game, and then like when I saw the trailer, I was like, why is he wearing a roll neck polo neck? <laughs> like, Max Payne wore the same suit the whole game. That was the point. He was a very down-and-out cop. And then they've got like flashy Mark Wahlberg playing it. It didn't really work. And, yeah, Stallone is the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need someone... A little bit less well-known. Yeah. Someone who's... Armando or something. Who's Armando something? No, that was close. I've never said his name before. Did you think he should have played both the characters? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, they need someone... But they would have had more money to paint in the film then. (laughs) Instead of paying Stallone's budget at the time, which must have been massive. They needed someone who wouldn't interfere with the vision as much as Stallone would. Hmm. His ego was at its peak at this point. Because it wasn't getting fed because he was just making absolute shit at this time. Yeah. And still people were going to see it because they liked Stallone. Yeah. So you're still getting a decent paycheck off him all. Hmm. I guess the lesson here is that human growth hormone makes you be in good films again. <laughs> yeah. See when he was beat up and he was like all caught up and stuff after that crash, he looked like he looks now. <laughs> Just less droopy. <laughs> It looks like Sylvester Stallone has eaten a bull. <laughs> That's what it looks like now. Our music is Mr. Beeps, Thousand Furious Beeps. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M-I-S-T-E-R-B-E-E-P. Fire me an email address for Don't Jump the Shark podcast. Don't Jump the Shark at hotmail.com. Fire me a podcast. <laughs> What's this podcast uh, called? Don't jump the shark. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Fire me a Twitter address. At don't jump shark. Fire me a Facebook. Don't jump the shark from podcast. Give us a like. There's actually only a few places left in the the race to fifty, and then the chance to start on the show. So get your likes in for your chance to appear on the show. And what's next episode's film going to be? My writing saying that next episode's film is going to be Dirty Dancing. Uh, I think that's it. Bye then. Cheerio. Okay, so Judge Dredd. Uh, Judge Reinhold played Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> they missed the trick there, didn't they? Judge Law. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Boom Production. <laughs>